Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Free throw line, pump fake, pump fake, locked up by Poolfeed. Jokic deflected away by Draymond. It's a steal as Wiggins comes up with it. Finds Draymond on the attack. Throws it back out to midcourt to Pool. Takes a deep three. Got it! Timeout, Denver. Chase is rocking. And the Warriors lead by 13. Now back to 95-7, the game. The Warriors, the team that brought us the death lineup, the team that brought us the Hamptons 5 lineup last night, brought us a lineup of Steph Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. They played just five minutes together game one against the Nuggets. They outscored the Nuggets in those five minutes by 14 points, and some are saying this is it, the new death lineup. It's Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas with you on 95-7 the game. Warriors winning last night 123-107. So some people, Jason, are already looking for some kind of nickname for this lineup. It's possible, though, that that at some point, Steph, Clay, Poole, Draymond, and Wiggins, that might actually become the Warriors' starting lineup. And if it's a starting lineup, I mean, nobody's starting lineup has a nickname, right? Nicknames are for bench units. So, But that could become a starting lineup here. Well, I don't think there's ever going to be anything better than the Hamptons Five yeah. lineup. Yeah, and I of. think Tim Kawakami came up with that. So. Oh, did he? The Hamptons I think he five? did. Oh, ah, yeah. good for Tim. Tip the cap to him. Tip, tip the cap to him because that's a great nickname. What is it? Because they recruited him in the Hamptons, right? Mm-hmm. Recruiting mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. So what was that? It was KD, Steph, Clay, Dre, and Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad, bad lineup right now. And now the uh, the death lineup here is Poole, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Wig. Right, right. Um, That's a hell of a closing lineup, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, And people have been waiting uh, to see whether Poole is going to be starting when Steph's back. You know, Steph came off the bench last night. I mentioned this earlier. And, again, you were maybe there when he mentioned it, Jason. Steve Kerr was asked, okay, is uh, is Jordan Poole going to be starting with Clay and with Steph? And he said, well, we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't think he is. Really? No, and I don't think it's an indictment on Poole. Like I said, I think Poole's the second best player on the Warriors now. But you could start him and Wiggins. I mean, it's a little small, but you could do that with Draymond playing center. You most certainly could, but I think I think you want to. It all it's all going to depend on the lineups, like Steve said, or the uh, matchups. Yeah. As and the Steve game said. situation, right, and a lot of things, series situation. And Looney has come off the bench this year. Uh, he came off the bench for that one little stretch where I think Moses Moody started. Um, but I think you want to use up Looney's like minutes right away. You know, maybe use his six fouls early too, especially against if they play the Suns. You want to start. You want to start Looney. You got Aiton in there. You don't want. And you got McGee to deal with too, and even Bismack Biombo. Yeah, and then even if it's Memphis. You have Steven Adams and you have Jaron Jackson, Jackson Jr. Or He didn't have a very good game yesterday, did he? He didn't. Uh, or, or it's Minnesota and you have Carl Anthony Towns. I think for those big lineups, you want Looney starting. Uh, because, one, let Looney use up some of those six fouls uh, against those big bodies. Really good players. Uh, two, do you want all – all that tread on Draymond's tires from the opening tip, like asking asking Draymond to guard Carl Anthony Towns uh, in stretches 
is beyond it's fine you know it's completely acceptable asking him to guard Carl Anthony Towns from the opening tip to the end of the game you don't overextend a guy with with back issues so we're going to do it so he's going to have to guard Towns or Jaron Jackson Jr. and and Stephen Adams from opening tip to closing tip and then do the same thing to final the next series against DeAndre Ayton now let let Looney take on some of that workload from the jump I don't think Jordan will get out of a rhythm or kind of get in a, a headspace that's kind of toxic and, and, and hurts him if he knows he's still playing 30 minutes per game at least and will be on the floor at the end of the games. That's all I think that really matters, and I think that has been conveyed to Jordan. And um, like I said, Steph, he's smart. He came off the bench yeah. yesterday. I think Setting that just tone. sends a tone, sends a message. If I can come off the bench, I'm the best player in this franchise's history. I'm one of the best players to ever pick up one of these spaldings. That stuff matters, too. If I can do it, you for damn sure can do it. Yeah. Don't even form your lips to get upset. I remember going way back, one of the great Celtic teams, they came into Oakland talking to George Carl after the game, and he said, look, Larry Bird is out there like you know four hours before the game whatever. And he said, that that's their best player. Right. That shows everybody this is the way it's done there. Uh, what do you think of this as far as a nickname? And I think Tim Kawakami came up with this, too. For this lineup, Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Wiggins. Um, death Pool? I think that's what he's had it. The Death Pool, Death Pool lineup? <laughs> Tim Kawakami said, he goes, ah, it's not that good. It's just... Just kind of uh Tim was right. Yeah. He Tim was just, right. That yeah. wasn't that good. <laughs> Hampton five. The Hampton five, that's an all timer. You just I mean you're straight not going faced. No, I wish that... you could have seen Jason because he just looked at me, straight face. I didn't know where he was going. He goes, eh. Yeah, wow. That, nah, that's rejected. Let me sleep rejected on Rejected by Dumas. Let me sleep on that. I'll try to think of one. Uh it has to be natural. That def that's stupid. Uh <laughs> it's not a good one. In my opinion. Yeah. Know. Yeah. This um, is my guy, too. Bomb squad from the 650. I don't know. Let's go to, a, let's see, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Jay, by the way, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jay, you're on the radio. What's going on? What's up, fellas? Hey. A uh, couple things, man. Uh, how'd you guys like that uh, Memphis and uh, Minnesota matchup? Incredible. And um, also, it's uh, curious, what do you guys think about the the Philly and uh, Toronto. Who do you think is going to come out of that? Who's going to come out of the East? Uh, just curious about, like, I mean, we, we, we've ran up and down the Warriors. Just curious about a couple other of the playoff teams and um, what you think some of the outcomes of the matchups will play out to be. Thank you, Jay. Go get him, Jason Dumas. Um, I think – Philly Min- guy. I don't think you're picking Toronto, are you? No. Uh-uh. We'll start with Memphis and Minnesota. I think – Memphis needed that wake-up call. They were getting a little too cocky for their own good. They call it confidence, but they're all, we talk trash. Oh, uh, we welcome the smoke. We go up the chimney, blah, 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 blah. I was hearing a little too much from them, a little too much chattering. They needed to get punched in their mouth. Were they looking past Minnesota a little bit, maybe? Probably. Probably. They, like, from a selfish standpoint, I wanted the Warriors to be the one to punch them in the mouth, and they probably still will next round. I, I have them beating Memphis next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Memphis needed that humbling. I think they get it together, and they win that series in six, maybe seven. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'll go Memphis. I'll go Memphis in seven. I think that's going to go to distance. Uh, and then for that Raptors-Sixers series, I had Sixers in six. Uh I think it might be Sixers and five now if they don't have Scotty Barnes. Barnes Scotty Barnes is really good. Great player for them. Had a great rookie season. He's going to get rookie of the year votes. Um, That's going to be a tough award to win. Like, I think Cade made it really interesting with his second half of the season, but Mobley Mobley. from start to finish, Mobley's probably going to win that award. I think Cade is going to come in second, and I think Scotty Barnes third, but I think all three of them will have first place votes. By the way, forgive me for going here because it just wouldn't have worked out. But if the Warriors had ended up with Mobley instead of Wiseman, he would. Oh he my! Would such a perfect fit for what they. Oh do. my lord! It's all right. It could still work out. It was I just the wrong. It was the wrong draft yeah, class. Yeah, if I mean, Mo- he'd be so perfect for the Warriors. If Mobley was sitting there at yeah. two, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, that's a whole different story. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. 
Anyway. One can dream. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I got the Sixers in five. If 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 Scotty Barnes is done for the series, which it looks like he is, he was writhing in pain. Joel Embiid's a whole big, whole lot of human. He was yes. two eighty five, came right down on his foot. Yeah, I, I said earlier, Jay, that I was one of those people buying into that narrative that maybe Toronto had a shot at unseating and upsetting Philadelphia. Maybe they did yesterday. Didn't look good, but then with uh, Scotty Barnes getting hurt, I don't think so. That's out the window too. I don't think so either. Although. The Sixers aren't going to have – it's not a huge key, but they're not going to have Matisse Thibault game three and four in Toronto because – Vaccination he, issues. He got one shot instead of two. It's a whole nother th- – mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> I, I mean, at least be Kyrie Irving and just don't get a shot at all. Stand for that. You, you, didn't, know, even, you didn't even stand for something. You got one of them. A lot of people around the NBA are really concerned with this uh, latest variant. We saw what happened to the Paul Clippers. Paul George. Yeah, and hopefully it won't be an issue at all, but it's something that you know teams are really concerned that right before a big game they may end up losing this guy or that guy because of that. So hopefully not, but something to be aware of going forward. Well, hopefully the Sixers got all that out the way. They had like a – Sixers had like a five-week stretch where they had like four guys out. Joel Embiid – said, COVID kicked my ass. He said he was down. Mm-hmm. He was down for the count. Like, Joel Embiid missed like three weeks for, because of COVID, and he had full-blown symptoms. Uh, Tobias Harris, same thing. Um, so hopefully they, they, got, they got that out the way. I know the Celtics, they also had some bad COVID issues. The Mavericks. Yeah, you just hate to see what happened to Paul George, but even Paul George, I read, oh, I, I'm not – familiar with the beat writer for them for the athletic i forget his name but i read an article from their beat reporter uh paul george is pretty sick oh really he's not asymptomatic he's pretty sick like even if we didn't live in this world where when you test you're automatically out say it was just like the flu or something he might not have played regardless wow yeah he's pretty sick that ill yeah so you know it's tough it's, it's just a tough pill, but I do have the Sixers in five, and uh, now that Scotty Barnes is out, and hey, man, it's it's this playoffs is going to be fun. This is the most wide open I think it's been in years, Jay, probably since 2019. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, when, no. when the Raptors won it all, and that was it was only it was only wide open that year because of Kevin Durant's injury made it wide open. Um, because I think the Warriors run away with it if Kevin Durant's healthy. Yeah, I, ju- I, yeah. I just do. Jay had asked who's going to win the East. I I know you have a pick. I was ready to pick Boston. Robert Williams III, I know he should be back at some point. I just think they he was so important to everything they did defensively, and that was such a big part of the success they've had since the break. I find every team I look at in the East, there are more reasons not to pick him than there are reasons to pick him. But obviously, somebody's going to win. They're good teams, but they right. they all I just notice flaws and all. But obviously, somebody's going to win it. Yeah, I, I think Brooklyn's going to win the East. Um, Robert Williams was a huge loss, and they're talking like he can come back and play yeah, this yeah. series, but he's not going to be a hundred percent. I just outside of Giannis and Embiid, they're right up there too on the same level. Uh, KD and Kyrie Irving, they're the two best players in the East. I think, like I said, Embiid and Giannis are in that same room with them. I think KD's above all of them. You know, we people get fatigued when they see players for a long time. KD's been doing this for so long that we kind of take it for granted. But push come to shove, KD's the baddest boy in that conference. I agree. By far. He's probably the baddest boy in the We saw team. it last year. Yeah. Everybody is picking who is picking the Bucks is like the Bucks are going to win. They're going to be. They did it last year. I'm sorry, and I know every champion gets luck, so I'm not trying to like take it from the Bucks. But the Bucks got lucky last year. Katie's foot this much on the line. If he's this much back, if he wore a size 12 instead of a size 13 and a half, whatever size he wears. The Bucks win the or the Nets win that series. Did you see him in the in the playing game? They showed him in the corner, and he was so careful to check his feet. Yeah, yeah, like, the, in the, sure, yeah. the deep yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. So if, if KD's big toenail isn't on the three point yeah. line, that series doesn't go to overtime. The Nets win. They go to the finals, and there's no Bucks. So people are acting like, oh, the Bucks are the defending champs. They won. They didn't win it convincingly. I think they got lucky, and that was without Kyrie Irving. That was without Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie was healthy, I think that series would be a five. James James Harden 
they their, their bench kind of disappeared last year. Well, yeah, they didn't the really they didn't have much of one. Like Joe Harris all of a sudden, well, you know he can shoot and he couldn't shoot. Yeah. Um I just I think they have too much firepower and if they bring back Ben Simmons, like we said earlier, Ben Simmons it's not it's hard to reintegrate like a high volume scorer, even if that guy is really good and efficient. But Ben Simmons isn't that. He's not going to be taking many shots. He don't even want to shoot the ball. I will pass the ball and I will play defense. That's, that's pretty much going to fit whatever you're doing yeah, no matter that's who That's not you are. hard to yeah. integrate. Yeah. And I would assume he's in good cardiovascular shape. Uh, I mean, the dude is a freak. Um, so even when Ben is out of shape, I doubt he's really like that much out of shape. Um, if he can come in and, you know, maybe games five and six play against Boston and make Jason Tatum's live hell. When he played for his Sixers, he guarded Jason Tatum better than pretty much anyone else in the league did. He he used to make Jason Tatum's life really hard. He comes in and can play some 15-minute spurts on Tatum, set up KD and Kyrie on the other end, and then they get that in round two and round three. My biggest issue with Brooklyn is – their road to the finals is just brutal. Yeah. Because they're a seven seed. They're going to have to play three really good teams to get there. But I don't know. Something just, it's just my gut. You know, my gut is something's telling me Katie and Kyrie. Are, Kyrie's on another level this year, too. Well, he's rested. He's very rested. <laughs> he's very rested. And, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see that game today. And they have a pretty good chemistry. I watch them really closely. I, don't, I haven't been at games, but watching on all the interaction between KD and Kyrie, and it seems like it works, and I think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it seems like they really like playing with each other. Yeah. Kyrie seems to be in a very good mental space. Like, he can be a curmudgeon himself. We know that. We, You know, we've seen his post-game interviews and whatever. He Hello. Seems, he seems like he's very content. <laughs> he's very content with Mount where he's at. curmudgeon more. Yeah. I know. Um, so it'll be interesting to see – how it transpires, but now how about coming back out west after last night? Is there any doubt in your mind that the Warriors are a legitimate contender to win the Western Conference? No, last night only confirmed my pick, and I'm not a homer. I'm I wouldn't just pick the Warriors because I cover them. Um, and I didn't grow up in the Bay Area, so I don't have this like subconscious bias. You know, I'm I'm a transplant. I'm from Philly. Uh, but I just think this looks like a championship team. It has every ingredient that championship teams have. Uh, I can acknowledge the Phoenix Suns are really, really good. I think it's going to end up being Phoenix, Golden State in a heavyweight fight. Would you agree that my feeling is that it's really important for the Warriors, as currently constituted with all the injuries, to wrap this series up as quickly as they can? And I think they should be able to do that. But yeah. given what appears to be lurking down the road, we're not sure now about Memphis. I think it's really important. If you can get it done in six, great. Five would be really good given the fact that you still got so many of your key guys dealing one way or the other with injuries. Yeah, I think it's beneficial for any team to try to finish a series as much as as quickly as you can because But especially this team this year, I think. Well, like you always give yourself a chance for the unimaginable when you play another game. Like so, all right, say the Warriors play with their food and this game goes to game six instead of game five. And then in game six, Draymond turns an ankle. It could have been over in five. Yeah. You just open yourself, open a can of worms that didn't mm -hmm. even have to be opened. Um, plus, you know, Steph's just coming back from the foot and he's on a minute restriction. So if it didn't look like that bothered him at all, did it last night? I mean, he was running around the oh, way he no. normally does. Steph's going to be good. Um, I've been, people have been telling me that. From, for two weeks now, he's good. He'll he'll really? be fine. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about Steph at all. But you know, you're on a minute restriction. The more rest, the better. They have a couple older bodies. Andre Iguodala, Iguodala is no spring chicken. No. Shoot, Draymond and Clay, they're no spring chickens. You know, so the more rest you can get, the better. Especially the two teams in the next round who are waiting. They're both young, energetic, full of energy teams. Memphis and Minnesota. Those guys, all those guys on both teams have energy energy packs on their back. Like, they're just crazy. Mm -hmm. So, 
yeah, they gentlemen sweep. They're going to finish the Warriors. They're going to finish this. Uh, where it is? It's right up there on Wednesday, April twenty seventh. Is my prediction. This this series will be done. By yeah. Do you agree with me that at some point, maybe game three, maybe game four, the officials are going to maybe in a way I don't want to say the officials are going to give the Nuggets one, but the whistles are going to go the whole other way, and it's going to be really tough for the Warriors to complete a four game sweep once they get into Denver. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's hard. Even you don't even see many eight one sweeps. Sometimes it's just tough. Like these are all NBA players. These guys have pride. It's just hard to sweep a team. So I could see that happening for sure. You know, maybe Jokic having one of those games where he just wills them to win. I mean, he's going to be a two-time MVP this time in like in a month. By the way, speaking of 8-1 matchups, earlier we played Bet Sterling's mom's house. And I was with Jason on this, but he made the pick. He took Atlanta and the seven points at Miami. And right now, look at yeah, early look third, at, look 59 at to Serena. 40. Sorry, Sterling's mom. There's no that, – that doesn't even look close to a sellout. There's better things to do in Miami, I guess, than watch playoff basketball. It's always that way in Miami, right? I know. Other than maybe the finals. I don't know where everybody goes. Do they have a big lounge upstairs? I'm not going crazy, right? That stadium yeah. looks empty. Right. Relatively speaking. Right, right. So many open seats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like uh, the USFL game yesterday. You watch any USFL yesterday? Oh, no. Well, they're, they're, all, they're, out, they're out there in Brickle and South Beach looking at women in bikinis. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. Did you know in the USFL they're playing all the games in Birmingham? Like all the games. I didn't play. even know that was a thing. Is yeah, that what T.O. scored a touchdown in? I don't know. I, maybe. I saw a headline <laughs> that Terrell Owens scored a touchdown in a game yesterday. Uh-huh. I think that was another different league, indoor league, but I'm not even sure about that. If it's not the NFL, don't even, I know. Don't even bother. I know. And yet they keep trying to keep coming at you with this league and that league and that league and this league. Uh, before we get back to the Warriors, we got the, the the Giants underway today, and the Giants are off to a good start. What did you think, Jason, of the whole controversy over the unwritten rules and the, and the Giants bunting and stealing second when they were up by so many runs against the Padres this week? Did that I do anything th- for you? I think if you're a practical, rational-minded person, how could you argue with Gabe Kapler's explanation? It made complete sense. If you wanted to argue with that, you're just – you're just being a contrarian. I don't know. It made sense. And I'm not a huge fan of those unwritten rules. Uh, I can't – if if I admire my home run too long, you, you have free will to assault me with a baseball and beam it at my ribcage? I don't think so. – like, I hate that. Yeah. Why is that justified? I, the only thing I would say against what Gabe Kapler said is this. The unwritten rules, you know, and we know they're dumb, and some of them have already – are not observed anymore, but for some, they are there. So given that there are some teams that still cling to them, that if you're going to flout them like that, you run the risk of putting one of your players in harm's way. And I'm not saying the internet rules are great and they should, everyone should follow them, but the fact is some teams do. And so if you're not going to follow them, you just, and I'm sure he knows this way better than I do because he played, not only as a manager, he played. So he knows that. I thought it was interesting. Shasky had an interesting theory about uh, Dubon's bunt. He he noticed that, as a lot of people did, that when Dubon came into the dugout, Gabe Kapler had a long conversation with him. Some people think that Kapler told him, you know, you shouldn't have done that. But that publicly, he said, look, no, this is the way, this is, this is our approach. But that maybe he privately told Dubon, you know, that's not good to bunt there. And that he also went to Bob Melvin and the Padres said, we took care of it. That's an interesting theory. So while I agree, I agree, the unwritten rules are, you know, it's time to throw a lot of them out the window. We've already seen, you know, everybody getting upset about bat flips. We don't have that anymore. But you just got to be careful because even though you know it's senseless, you can offend the other team to the point where they are going to, you know, dot one of your guys. Yeah, but I don't think that should be like, why do we accept that? Like, we shouldn't accept that because I offended you because I – Score like strike me out. Right. Field the ball. Right. You don't. You should never have a right to throw a ball at me on purpose. But for some, that's still the way the game is played. Some guys are going to do that. All I'm saying is, again, I'm sure Gabe Kapler's aware of it. And you what just happens, have to be aware of that risk. And then you, I one of my it. guys gets hit. Maybe he gets hurt, and maybe the league takes action and suspends a pitcher. But that doesn't help me with my, you know, my first baseman has a broken wrist or whatever. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I I just think it's silly. All the unwritten rules of baseball, including that one. Like, look, if you throw a ball 
if you throw a fastball at my rib cage because I admired my home run too long or I like laid down a bunt where we were up by six. I wouldn't throw it at your rib cage. I might throw it at like at your hip. Hip, whatever. If you hit me, I might be waiting by your car after the game. And I'm gonna punch you in your nose. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I feel. Um and I just don't like how baseball like accepts it. Like you should get suspended for like fifty games. That's assault. If you do that to someone on the street, you're going to jail. Right. But wh- we can just do it in baseball because of these unwritten rules. It makes no sense. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think they're changing, but you know some of them are still there, whether they should be or not. And just you should be careful about them. But I, yeah, I know the, the way he explained it. This is the way we're going to do it. Makes sense. Um, it's just interesting. We'll see if there's any fallout next time they play because they play still. Padres and Giants play a bunch of times. Probably like 25 times more. I think they play 16 more times. Yeah. So. Yeah. They'll so play we'll a see lot. If it was it, it'll, it'll be a fun. There was a lot. There was a lot of wrinkles in that series. The whole uh, racism undertones yeah. with, the, yeah. with the first base coach, mm-hmm. like uh, Schilt. Yeah, yeah, and then and right before I know we have to hit the break soon. We got on the text line. Um, how can the Dubs be a championship contender without a big man? I asked that caller. Just put some respect on Kavon Looney's name. He's a multiple champion in the NBA, and he's been their big man. All right. We got, uh, yeah, more on that coming up. I'll tell you, speaking of big man, three reasons why the Joker doesn't look so MVP-ish against the Warriors. And we'll get back to the phones here, 888-957-9570. That's Xfinity Mobile text line. We're Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas, and this, of course, is your proud home of the Warriors, 95.7, the game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back. To 95-7, the game. What a special weekend. As I mentioned earlier, as you may know, we have Easter and Passover and Ramadan all lining up on the same weekend for the first time in, I don't know, 30-something years, whatever it is. It's very unusual. Hope, however you uh, observe this holiday or celebrate it, I hope you're having a great time. Jason Dumas, Whitey Gleason on 95-7, the game. Years ago, Jason, I'm reminded of this every Easter uh, for my girls, we used to have egg hunts, and you know, I used to try to use that as an opportunity to teach them, you know, just use your head, think when you're looking for something. So uh, maybe I went too far. They still talk about this. One year, I had the egg, and it had, you know, it's one of those plastic eggs, and it had chocolate in it, or maybe a few coins, I don't know. And I taped it to my back. <laughs> so as they're looking, I'm telling you, warmer, warmer, warmer. I think I finally had to show them, and I don't know if that was if I went too far. I'm not sure that I taught them. Oh, you got to look everywhere, or if I just taught them. Yeah, Dad's kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah, I think you just annoyed them more than anything. I don't know if there was a lesson behind that. I didn't mean to, but it happened. Uh, and what a wonderful weekend to be an NBA fan with the playoffs now underway in the Warriors, of course, opening things up with uh, just a thorough thrashing of the Nuggets, one twenty three to 107 we were also just a moment ago talking about what happened this week with the giants and the unwritten rules of baseball i mentioned that because we have some response here on the uh, text line xfinity mobile text line 888-957-9570 great question from the 510 sterling this could be the text of the day huh 
Uh, certainly a nominee. What happens if someone breaks the unwritten rules at a radio station? If Shamari and Dan are late to the station, do you hit them with a microphone? <laughs> Man, that was fire. Just <laughs> maybe, maybe if you want to get uh, if you want to get arrested. Yeah, I think the only unwritten rule about something like that, like something like that, would ever happen. Yeah, right. Would be you just don't mention it, right? I mean, like if someone's late and you go, "Hey, so well, you're late. Where have you been?" That in some ways maybe is violating the unwritten rules of radio, calling them out on the air. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if there are any. What are what are the unwritten rules of radio? I think some of them are just, you know, they're show business related because radio is like bottom rung of show business, but it's technically, you know, we're doing a show. So, like, you don't want to show up your partner, make them look bad. That's right, by an right. unwritten rule of radio. Yeah, no, you know, that's true. Like that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not beaming something at someone's head like in baseball. <laughs> oh, but he uh he admired the home run a little too long. So, yeah. you know, so that gave me that gave me the pass so I can throw a baseball at him. I take him out. I do see the old school just you know, throwing at somebody's head, no, cuz you could kill somebody. Uh but I I see I agreed with this. Cal Ripken a couple years ago said talked about all the sign stealing. Cal Ripken said, "Look, here's what you do." Uh, someone is stealing signs, you throw one right at their chin, and you know what? It's not going to happen anymore. And honestly, maybe I'm wrong, but when I read that, I was like nodding at, yep, that would take care of it. So I don't know. Is that just, <laughs> is that criminal? I, to me, I understand that It reasoning. should be. If you purposely throw a baseball at someone's head, you should get arrested on the field. Well, I think there's a difference if you're trying to buzz the tower or if you're trying to hit somebody. I wouldn't be trying to hit somebody. It's like I just read a couple years ago, a catcher was talking about it. You know, some guys, I think A-Rod had a reputation for this, Jason. He had a reputation for peeking back. Like, if I'm getting ready to hit and I'm looking back so I can get the location. And this catcher said, I honestly can't remember who it was. He said, somebody's doing that, you tell them, don't do that again. And if they do it again, you're, you're knocking them down. <laughs> See, I understand that. I, I, I don't. I still, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I just think it's silly. I think it's been accepted for so long that, like, it's just become normalized we've conditioned we've been conditioned to think like trying to hurt somebody is normal um and it's not like like i said i throw a baseball at me i'm punching you mm -hmm. and i'll accept i'll accept all those responsibilities that come with it like a suspension and everything but you're not going to throw a baseball at me under any circumstance I, I don't care what if you got offended by right. me looking at a sign, me doing this. Like I will take exception to you trying to hurt me, mm -hmm. and I'll try to hurt you back. What I um, what what I agree with you on is there was a time I don't think you see it so much anymore. But there was a time like if a guy was having a big day against you, like he hit home run, you'd knock him down for that. It's yeah. like no, that, that no. But to me, if a guy is like really doing something egregious, and you warn him, don't do that, and they do it. I understand, but it's it's old school justice. Baseball is trying to, um, they're trying to get that out of baseball because there is there's an element of danger. You don't want your best players getting hurt. But I do understand that that old school thinking. If it's again, if it's if it's warranted, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Let's talk to Brian in Hayward on ninety five seven. The game. Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Loving the show. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Happy everything else. Um, I was just, you know, uh, thinking back about years and years ago uh, when I was younger and I would see things, you know, happen. And I was too young to understand these unwritten rules. But now I see them and um, this is just part of uh, life, in my opinion. You know, when in, in, in basketball, you know, you're, you're blowing a team out. You don't jack up threes if you're up by 25, you know. Um, uh, football, you know, same thing. You're up by a lot. What are you going to do? You run out the clock, take some easy run plays up the middle, kneel. Um, and same with baseball, man. You, 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 you have too much fun after you hit a home run. Yes, absolutely. The guy with the ball is going to be mad about it, and he might do something about it. But my point is that within professional sports, these professional athletes have an understanding amongst each other. And even though we're sitting here enjoying our sports entertainment, um, we're not taking the pitches. We're not, you know, in the game and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. If you're on the street and you throw a ball at somebody's head, you're probably going to go to jail for it. But uh, in professional sports, I think part of the entertainment, as sick as it is, um, that's, that's part of it, you know, and we love it. Um, 
even if we don't want to admit it. And um, thanks for taking my call, guys. Have a great Sunday. Thank you, Brian. I think Brian raises an interesting point because when we talk about the unwritten rules are stupid, some of them are, but I think the unwritten rules in whatever sport, I think ultimately they're about sportsmanship. Now, there's obviously there's nothing sporting about that guy just hit a home run, I'm going to knock him down. But like he, he mentioned the NBA and you see teams, we've got a lead. The other team is not defending us. There's 18 seconds left. Shot clock's off. I'm not going to shoot again. That, that's it's the same type of thing. I think it's important. In baseball, some of these we're looking at now and we're realizing, well, no, that really doesn't serve any purpose. But I do think it's important to remember the importance of sportsmanship. Um, and as far as throwing near people, someone on the text line makes this distinction, which I think is important. You know, you never you never throw at somebody's head. You don't want to end a career, but you always you throw at some you try to hit somebody in the butt or something if he if he warrants that. I understand that thinking. Yeah, but the difference is, you know, basketball, you're up by thirty and the other team is jacking up three pointers, showboating a little bit. A hard foul in basketball is just that. It's just a hard foul. Um it's fine. There's hard fouls. You 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 foul someone hard by accident half the time. There's a difference between that and throwing a baseball at someone. We, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point because baseball, as I said a moment ago, they're trying to legislate some of that out of the game. Mm-hmm. Basketball did that, right? There was a time when if somebody did something like that, they would get tackled and there would be fights. Oh, yeah. We yeah. used to see it all the time. Yeah. Especially, remember those Heat-Knicks series? Yeah. Oh, those used to be so fun. and Yeah, people getting punched in the mouth. Like, yeah. But, yeah, it, that's that's all I'm saying, like, I agree with the sportsmanship aspect. Like, I've played basketball. Um, I'm up thirty. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jack up a three pointer as as the time is running out. You know. You know, I'm, it kills me in youth basketball. Like when a team's way up and they're still pressing. Yeah, you know, I just that just goes beyond sports. It's just common courtesy. And like you said, the unwritten rules of radio don't show up your co-hosts. Like, that's kind of it's that's like essentially home training like yeah. your your parents are supposed to teach you like just basic like life skills like that and you probably should be a little more self-aware like this game is handled there's no need to do this mm-hmm. um so i get that and i'm not one of those guys who who are going to try to show up someone where it's unnecessary and you really don't need to right um but even so i just don't think uh, in baseball, I think we've been conditioned to think it's like normal to throw a baseball at somebody, even if you throw it at their butt. You never know. Like you can't perfectly place a baseball anyway. No, that's that's true. If you could, there would be no such thing as a ball. There'd be a, there'd be strikes every every time. You can't perfectly place a baseball. Even the fact that you're thinking of trying to hit me with that ball that's going at least seventy miles per hour, um, I have an issue with that. I understand what you're saying, and you're probably right. And maybe I'm just looking at it, you know, through um, antique lenses. But if I were playing baseball, one of my teammates did something that I could see was like, you shouldn't have done that, and it pissed your team off, and you plunked me, I would be mad at my teammate. So I would. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I knew They came at me because of what you did. That is in the process of changing. Baseball's trying to legislate some of that out. Some of it is still there, though. And all I'm saying is if you're going to flout the unwritten rules as the Giants did or you're going to flout maybe is too strong a word. If you're going to ignore them, you just have to be careful about the potential consequences. And I'm sure, as I've said now this third time, I'm sure Gabe Kapler and the Giants are. On the 510 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, Jason was known as a Pat Beverly instigator. Mm-hmm. Instigated fights during his Philly Hoops career, according to people in the I, know. I heard that, too, and I didn't want to say that, but I'd also. <laughs> nah, I was definitely not an instigator. I, what I've what I've learned in, ba- in baseball, what I've learned in basketball, especially when you're playing pickup basketball and not in a uh, not in an organized like league, you're just running pickup. The guys who play defense and like take pride in playing defense usually find themselves in the most. Fight. I, I I wasn't like a huge fighter. I wasn't like getting in fights, but drawing back and forth because a lot of people just don't like when they're being locked up. Yeah, and I used to put, I could put somebody on an island, really, and they just get ticked off. I always used to get in like you know a uh, little back and forth, especially on the playground. So you were off day before Davion Mitchell. Oh, before Davion Mitchell, <laughs> you got to find a way. You got to find a way to make a difference when you can't shoot a lick. 
and especially as your skills erode, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna play defense. Well, let me just ask you here, just between you and me, we you dirty? You play dirty? Oh no. Okay. No. All right. All right. Uh, Sterling. No, no, no. Sterling wanted me to ask that. <laughs> no, I wasn't a dirty play at all. Uh-uh. You're taking my mom's house away. You gotta be dirty somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, man. We just hoop and uh, like I said, in basketball, if you if you tick someone off and you get fouled pretty hard, that's all it is. It's a hard foul. In baseball, when you tick someone off and then you get into this thing where you think it's okay and you justify throwing a baseball at someone, mm-hmm. that's what I just – I will never get on board with that. Yeah. Ever. I don't care what you did. Mm-hmm. 888-957-9570. Let's talk to Filmo Mike. Hey, good to have you back, Filmo. What's going on? You're on with Whitey and Jason Dumas. Hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? What's up, Blackie? Whitey Gleason in the yeah. building. Jason <laughs> Dumas, you got to come party with me, man. You got to come to Fillmore and come party with me. But listen, um, y'all talking about some great stuff. It's funny. It, the, the, this this conversation is shit because basketball has a lot of unwritten rules. Like y'all said, if you up 25 points, you still pressing. You know, you can't do that. You can't be out there low-bridging people. That's an unwritten rule. If somebody got the dunk, let them go ahead and have that dunk. Don't be trying to, you feel me, come from behind and try to make a spectacular LeBron from behind, you know, especially when you're playing pickup and people grown, they got jobs. Uh, and, but, but basketball, what I was going to say was what they need to get rid of is the flagrant one and two when it's totally accidental. When it's totally accidental, sometimes you just, like you said, Jay, Jason, sometimes you foul somebody hard on accident. Like, I remember one time Wiseman got he got a technical or got kicked out the game or a flagrant one or two when all he did was put his hands up and he and like he came down and the dude head was there and he hit his like his elbow hit his right. head and they I remember like that. a flagrant one or something. It was like they need to they need to figure out the basketball plays was really a flagrant when they going forward and trying to hurt somebody. Versus when it's just a, a natural basketball play that happened to happen and it looks much more worse than what really happened. Thank you, Mike. That could be something they're going to revisit. I thought it was interesting last night. There was a play. It was late in the game. Game was decided. I forget. Might have been Bones. He goes to the basket and two Warriors converge. And Draymond came from behind and brought his both hands down. And Bones Highland, whoever it was, got was down and got and looked like he had been hit in the face. And I thought they might review that. They didn't. So I'm wondering, you know, there was certainly a time when I think they, they used to look at everything like that. Um, it's just hard with the rules. You can't make a rule for intent. That's the tricky part. But I do think they could afford to give a little more leeway there. And I get the sense in the playoffs they're going to, right? Mike's right. It'd be great if you can you could only penalize a guy if you knew what he intended to do. But you just never know what someone really is intending to do. Right, and I think some of the elbow calls are, are getting ridiculous, too. It's like if if you create any contact with your elbow to someone's face, it's like an automatic tech now. Sometimes, I mean, you were taught as like a big man. I was never a big man, but big men are taught. You get a rebound, poke right. out your protect. elbows, protect yeah. that protect ball, ball. Yeah. from guards like me or poking at it and mm-hmm. stuff. Sometimes dirty, you're dirty go- players like you. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to get caught with an elbow. Like that's just hoops. If it's not ill-willed and the guy isn't being reckless, that should not be a technical. There's been too many in that Fillmore Mike what he was talking about. I remember that call. Wiseman got called for a tech because he caught someone with an elbow, but the guard was just in his way. Get out of his way. Like that's going to happen. You know how many you know how many times my lip has gotten busted by an elbow, and I wasn't. Calling foul, like I was trying to get a strip. I was in, I, you know, my head was right in the in the three point stance of the guy, and I got caught with a bow. I I think it's gotten a little better because I can remember, and this was a few years ago when we first had the ones and twos, and they were calling them so often. I remember seeing Carmelo Anthony get called. There was a time when if you went up and your hand struck another guy in the face, even if you didn't even know he was there, like that's flagrant two, you're gone. Yeah, there. So I think they've gotten a little better, but I think there's more room for improvement there with the interpretation of the flagrant ones, which is what? Unnecessary action, flagrant two, unnecessary and excessive. Yeah, 
at the end of the day, just let these guys hoop. It's a physical sport. Sometimes people are going to get fouled hard. As long as it's not intentional and you don't find it intentional. And I don't think it just has to be intentional. Like, you can you can hurt someone even if it's not intentional because you were being a little reckless. I do think you should get, you should get teed yeah. up for that. Like, if you're just, like, reckless and, like, you know who's reckless sometimes is Marcus Smart. Like, I don't think Marcus Smart has ever intended to hurt anybody. He seems like a great dude. I've interviewed him before. Mm-hmm. He's a great interview. Um, seems like all all around good dude. He's a guy who I'd want in the foxhole with me when we're going to war on that ninety four foot hardwood. But sometimes he's a little extra. He's just reckless. Like have a little more self awareness, bro. Like you're diving at people's ankles when like if you get that ball really, what's the end result? Like it's still going to be a mad scrum. It might be a jump ball now. Like. Just be a little more aware of your surroundings, like harness harness that in somewhat. But at the end, you know that also is why he's probably going to play in the league for fifteen years. This is not necessary from the four hundred eight. Yes, I remember Wiseman getting called for a flagrant foul at the YMCA. That's, I'm not even reading that. That's just me implying <laughs> I, that Wiseman doesn't play anywhere but the YMCA. I'm not even reading that one, Jason. Yeah, Wiseman is going to get that for a while, and until he uh, look, you know. He's a professional. At the end of the day, no matter how much he gets criticized, his paycheck ain't changing. He can take it. Yeah. Uh, from the 5-3-0, great point. The acting from the players makes those rules tricky. Oh, yeah. Flopping. The NBA has been trying to pass Outlaw rules tropling. out. Yeah. Outlaw flopping. People flop. are getting uh, stopped stop flopping. Has it ever been worse than it is now? No, there's a lot of floppers. Shoot, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a fan of Trey Young another guy who I've chatted with before um but Trey uh you know Trey Trey might have went to the school of performing arts down there <laughs> downtown San Francisco what's it called again I know there's an art school down there uh-huh so yeah. Trey 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 got some acting lessons from somewhere cuz he sells a lot of calls I understand I think what is your fundamental point which is it's is correct me if I'm wrong this is what I understand you saying that when it comes to some of these unwritten rules, sportsmanship is important in all sports. But there's a difference between um, taking action against someone in another sport and there's a clear distinction between doing something in basketball and throwing a baseball at someone. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's assault. And you can really – you can kill somebody doing that. I don't, I'd be hard-pressed to say you could kill somebody on a hard basketball foul. Mm-hmm. Like, it would I'm sure to, you could. It's you just could. not as likely. It's yeah. So yeah. that's that's all I'm saying. And I'm far from like a softy and I don't I don't like I usually like probably more than I should welcome confrontation. Like I'm not I'm not against like people getting into it and fighting and emotions. But mm, don't throw a baseball at my head, man. Like if I'm you can throw it at your head, I just might throw it at your hip or your ass if you if one of your teammates did something to offend me, that's all. You throw a baseball at me. And I'm it got away from team. me. It got away from me. Wink, wink. And I got like all my family and friends in the stands. They might be liable to hop over that fence and, and charge the pitcher themselves. On the other hand, Jason, if I hit you, your on base percentage goes up. Right? It, it, it does. I mean, your speed. I know you were. Uh, you used to pinch run a lot, right? Yeah. I, I got to worry about you. I'm not hitting I you because t- then I got to worry about you stealing second. I was so bad at baseball. One, I don't know how baseball players do it. On the few times I ever did get a hit. It would hurt my hands. The ball, the the bat. Aren't you talking with Kyle about that? The bat would vibrate so hard. I'm like, this hurt. I'm running down to the first baseline. My hands are stinging. Bees, you got the bees in your hands. And like, I played for a really, really good baseball team. They won the entire archdiocese championship. So it was CYO Catholic team. How did you make the team if it was that good? And you say you weren't. Something doesn't make sense there. Were you better than you're letting on? If it's such a good team, and you say I wasn't very good, how were you on this great team? Cause there weren't many cuts. Oh, I don't okay. even. I, I don't even think play people got cut. Like oh, okay. I went to a school, in in our so whatever. I forget how many teams were on the baseball team, but like there were no cuts, uh, and there weren't even many people who came out for the baseball team. But they were really good. Um, one of our best players, and this is eighth grade, so it's like it's not even a high school baseball. One of our best players ended up playing, was a college pitcher at Kentucky, so he was he was really good. Um, yeah, they were just a really good baseball team, and I didn't start. I 
essentially just sat on the bench most of the game, but they would always bring me in to pitch run. Most of the games were blowouts too mm-hmm. because we would kill everybody until you got to like the playoffs and stuff. And uh, they would bring me in situationally. They needed a pinch runner. I was the fastest player on the team. I was probably the fastest kid in the school. And um, so I made my mark that way, but I was never good at baseball. I was actually pretty piss poor at that sport. Were you fast? Yeah, yeah, I was fast. I was, I was, I was really fast. That was like, that was my skill set in pretty much every sport I played. Like, just use your speed to your advantage. Well, now I don't have to worry about sign stealing because I got the what is it, the pitch com? You know, oh yeah, the thing where I'm just so much technology now. And and, the, yeah, yeah, in in baseball. So yeah, I'm telling. I'm I got it going with Sterling right now. I'm telling him that uh, I had not gotten to the Jokic facts <laughs> I wanted to get to Sterling. So he'll have that coming up. Why Jokic doesn't look like an MVP when he plays against the Warriors? That is coming up. Draymond Green. <clears throat> That's one reason. That's reason number one. Whitey Gleason, Jason Dumas, with the other two reasons coming up next on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.